Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to episode 223, our next to last podcast episode for the year 2022. If you are anything like me, you are probably starting to think about your goals for the next year. Maybe even you've made some notes on areas where you're going to further develop your personal brand and continue to build your influence. As I thought about topics that we've covered and then those that we haven't, we haven't talked as much about specific ways that you can build your credibility and your influence by appearing on podcasts, for example, like this one. So this week, I'm going to share five ways to help you get booked on podcasts so that you can share your message, your idea, your book, your service, whatever it is that's important to you, and at the same time, build more influence for yourself in the process. But before we jump in, I want to share a couple of things that may be of interest to you. First, a great blog series that's called Stand and Deliver that is written by my friend and a repeat guest on this podcast, Lisa Gable. You'll find my previous conversation with Lisa in episode 208. This past week, she featured my story and why I started She Said, She Said podcast in the first place. I thought you might like to check it out because Lisa asks such great questions about my path and they are great questions for you to think about as you think about and develop your own story or maybe evolve it as the case may be. As I reflected on the power of story, my thinking about the concept has evolved just as my story has. It's not a one and done kind of deal, and I'm not sure I always understood that. Instead, it's a curated and evolving narrative that captures what makes you and what makes what you're doing and the value that you're adding distinctive. And it's what helps you stand out and, of course, become more influential. More importantly, I think you'll love the entire series that Lisa has created and the voices that she's showcasing because they are all career stories with really great takeaways. And knowing you like I do, I think you're going to love it. I've included a link in the show notes for this episode, episode 223, where you can find Lisa's blog. Again, it's called Stand and Deliver. 
Now, the other thing I wanted to share before we jump into today's topic is a link to a podcast interview I did with Chris Meek, who is the host of a show called Next Steps Forward. If you get a chance, I hope you'll check out Chris's terrific show as well. Again, I've included a link in the show notes where you can find Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. I love appearing on other folks' podcasts and also having a chance to exchange stories and to do something that's often referred to as a podcast exchange, where another host and I take turns interviewing each other and sharing the interviews on our respective shows. I'll be doing more of that in 2023. That, of course, brings me to today's topic. Podcasts, like this one, are the fastest growing segment of the media marketplace. The number of podcast listeners is predicted to reach 464.7 million listeners by the end of 2023. And it's expected to reach 504.9 million listeners by the end of 2024. So if you're not utilizing podcasts to build your brand and to broaden your audience and your reach, you're probably missing a really great opportunity. But for many of you, you may have been trying to pitch yourself or your book or your service to a podcast only to hear outright rejection or maybe just crickets. And that can be incredibly frustrating. Well, on today's show, I'm sharing a few ways that you can make your pitch stand out to the show or the host, while also increasing the chances that your message will resonate and will result in getting you on the show and getting you the results that you're ultimately looking for. Now, friend, truth be told, I do receive a lot of pitches. I appreciate them. I love that folks believe that She Said, She Said podcast can help them increase their exposure for their idea, their book, or their service. But what I am often incredibly surprised by is how few of these pitches actually reflect any real evidence that the person has taken the time to do any real homework. What I mean by real homework is some evidence that the person has actually listened to the show. When that's not clear in a pitch, it tells me that the person who doesn't do any homework probably really doesn't care about my show and most importantly, won't really care about you, my audience. Am I right? So that's my first tip for getting yourself booked on a podcast. Do some homework. Do some homework on the shows that you're interested in and ask yourself a few questions like, who is the audience for this podcast? What do you think that audience might care about that aligns with your message? What's the mission of the show as articulated by the host? How does your message or whatever it is that you're trying to sell align with the host mission and her audience? The better you are able, or at least attempt, to answer these questions, the stronger your pitch will be. Even if you're not 100% sure, just showing that you thought through how you might be able to help the host serve her audience is likely to be recognized and appreciated. And it will absolutely increase your chances of getting on that show. You might even check out some of the past episodes and look for gaps that you might be in a position to fill. Maybe a topic that you know something about, 
but that the host or past guests haven't covered yet. Just saying that you have an interesting life story, which I hear a lot, isn't enough in most cases. That's great, but most people have an interesting story. Instead, telling the host how your incredibly interesting life story can illustrate lessons and specific advice for the audience is likely to increase your chances of success. Another dimension to this that relates to to the homework exercise is to think about a specific topic or topics that you want to talk about and why those topics will be helpful to your host's audience. This means that you need to spend some time really thinking through how you will serve her audience. How will your perspective and expertise help her audience solve a problem? The more specific, the better. My second tip, which probably goes without saying, but listen to a few episodes and make note of any particular structure that the show follows. For example, I often ask guests what they wish they had known when they were just starting out in their career. Or maybe I'll ask for advice that she would give her 22-year-old self. Because influence is also a theme that runs through all of my episodes, it's a safe bet that I'll ask about that topic as well. What might you say if I ask you a question about it? How might you use story or an example from your own life to illustrate influence? My third tip, give examples of the types of advice that you might offer beyond just sharing a topic or topics with the host. Drill down one level deeper and provide a few examples of the advice that you would offer or maybe an example of a story that you might tell. Providing more detail is incredibly helpful to most podcast hosts. The majority of us are spread incredibly thin with small teams. And the good news is, is that there is almost always a need for more great content. The better you've served it up as a potential guest, the easier and more valuable you've made it for the host, and the greater the chance is that you'll be invited to that show. My fourth tip... Think about what you will do to promote the show once it posts and actually articulate and tell the host all the ways that you will help her do this. What's your social media reach or engagement score? Can and will you use your channels to share the fact that you've appeared on her show? Even if you don't have a strong Instagram or Twitter or Facebook following, maybe you have a great email list that reaches several hundred engaged followers. Tell the host how you would plan to use your own marketing and promotion tools to help her get the word out once the show airs. And of course, if you have a podcast or platform of your own, offer to showcase the host's work and your episode with her there. A couple of suggestions here. You could also do a podcast exchange that I referred to in the opening of this show, where you appear on each other's podcasts, or you could just share a bit about her show on your show. The goal is to make your appearance go beyond the episode and actually work to build a relationship with the host. That's much more likely to give you not one bite at the apple, but instead increases the likelihood that the host will showcase the conversation more than once and maybe even recut and repackage it between seasons. 
My fifth tip relates to those of you who may be using a PR team to make the pitch for you. The most important element here is to manage that team and to know what's going on on your behalf. This may sound incredibly obvious, but you would be surprised. I think it can be easy to delegate this step and to make assumptions about what your team is doing without actually double checking. For example, is the team using high pressure tactics and are you okay with that? Have they done the type of homework that I suggested earlier? Have you double checked how they're wording a pitch that's sent out on your behalf? If your team misses the mark and you're paying them, that's likely not to result in good return on investment for you. So be sure you manage this process carefully. Let your team do their job for sure, but make sure you manage it. Another example where I see some disconnect with folks who are using PR teams relates to those glossy pitch sheets. Those are great, but they can be expensive to create. You might want to use that as your second opportunity to communicate with the host. What I mean is think about the pitch email and the glossy sheet as two complementary but separate pieces. Use the email to really tailor your pitch to the specifics of the show and the audience and include some key stories or examples like the ones that I've talked about before. Use the glossy sheet more for other information about you, but not just an exact repeat of what you've already shared in the email. Missing the chance to fully customize the pitch email is just that, a missed opportunity. And if you're sending out duplicative information, it's also a waste of the host's already limited time. Personally, I care less about a glossy sheet and more about what you want to talk about and how and why that would be valuable to my audience and what we can learn from you. My personal preference is to put the more standard pitch in the glossy and then create a more customized pitch in the email. If your PR person isn't doing this or maybe isn't doing this well, give them some constructive feedback or consider moving your business because it's probably not serving you all that well. And then finally, when you're using a PR team to help you make your pitch, consider following up directly with the host. Now, your PR team may not like this all that much, but making the interaction more personal will not only increase your chances, it will also show the host that you are personally invested in her show and potentially in forging a relationship. And what a great way of illustrating an important dimension needed to build influence, the power of building a relationship and of growing your network. Now, friend, ultimately, all of these tips boil down to one key theme. It's about aligning what you want to accomplish with the goals of a podcast, but also with an eye toward using what you know to add value to someone else. And when your pitch is oriented more around the ways that you can help the host's audience versus how amazing your story is, even though I'm sure it really is, it will differentiate you and your pitch. If you have questions about this topic or you want to be considered as a guest on She Said, She Said podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me in the contact me link in the show notes 
You'll find those on my website at she said, she said podcast.com. Be sure to look under episode 223. There, you will also find a full free downloadable transcript of this episode, which includes the five tips that I've talked about today for making sure your pitch to a podcast stands out and gets you booked. You can also send me some feedback or connect with me on social media. You'll find me most frequently on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan, and you can message me right there directly. Until next week, which will be our final She Said, She Said podcast episode for the year 2022, you take care, and I'll talk to you soon. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.